Everybody, welcome back to Thwack Jack Productions. It's a brand new episode of the Super Thwack Podcast, episode 31, and it's been like five months since we've done the last one. It's been exactly three weeks, but <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, been a little bit of a whirlwind in my house of uh, destruction and construction, so uh, I didn't have time to do it over the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but we're back in... The studio, <laughs> uh, and uh, there's there hasn't been a whole lot going on over these last three weeks because uh, we've been trying to stay away from political news, and that took over That's all, all of November. <laughs> um, there's the little bit of news about uh, Wonder Woman 1984 coming out on December 25th, which I could have sworn was gonna move again. Yeah, me too. They just decided to give in. And they're releasing it on HBO Max the same day. Yeah, and I think that'll be... I was going to wait until Justice League came out to get HBO Max, but now I think I'll have to jump on it. Oh. So, uh, I mean, so that's that's interesting to see. I'm kind of curious to see what uh, Disney ends up doing with uh, Black Widow at this point. They're gonna, they'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'll watch Wonder Woman now that I can watch her for free, technically. Yeah. So... And and the nice thing about that is you don't have to pay an extra dime to watch it on top of your HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, whereas when Disney, when Disney Plus does it, they'll probably charge another thirty dollars, like they did with Mulan. Yeah. Because they made bank off of that. They learned from their mistake. Yeah. Because they made, I think they said they made about three hundred and twenty million off of Mulan alone. Wow. So, I don't know. And the stupid part is, next month I think everybody's able to watch it. Yeah. So wait three months. Yeah. And it's, I think this will be like the, after all this COVID stuff is over, it might that might be like the new thing where movies release in theaters and on demand at the same time. I think it makes sense, because you're going to have a lot of people who are scared to go to the movies for a while. Yeah. I mean, even after whatever, if people decide to take the uh, vaccine or not, uh, even then I think people will be on edge. Yeah, which that's coming soon. Yes, there's actually like two or three coming at the same time, and I think that's going to be the thing mm -hmm. that kind of uh, decides how effective all this is. Yeah. Because you have one from Pfizer, I think one from Moderna, and one from another company that I can't remember. Yeah. And I don't know how much... That was like some different. university or some shit like that. Probably. Yeah. But depending on how much they differ, we'll decide on whether or not this is effective. Yeah. Because um, right now, the Pfizer and the Moderna one, they're both like 90-something percent yeah. effective. I know, and a lot of people are pissed because they're like, how is the flu vaccine like 60% effective? And this is 90 or 94%. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion because it's not like going to be a perfect thing. And if you get the vaccine, you still have a 6% chance of catching the coronavirus. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, like I was saying, I don't know how long... Uh, until people will actually be comfortable going into theaters. So I think that theaters and streaming first day is a smart way to go. Yeah. Especially, because, like, 
the way they did it when all of this started with uh, The Invisible Man, and there was a couple other movies. Yeah, The Way Back, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Uh, I mean, it worked out fairly well. I mean, people were happy to be able to get movies again. Yeah. So, uh, while it's not making the same money as it would in a movie theater, they're getting more of the profits, so they can't really complain. Um, other than that, I think the only really big news story I saw this week was the, uh, Chappelle Show news. Um, last weekend, I was really excited. Like, I almost lost my fucking mind. <laughs> uh, cause all of a sudden, Chappelle Show pops up on Netflix. Uh, I literally, like, as soon as I saw it, I watched, like, three episodes and I was just, like, I went bananas. Um... I didn't realize the Clayton Bigsby thing was on the very first episode of the Spell Show. I thought that was like maybe a little bit further into yeah. the run. Very first episode, and that thing is oh, stuck around. Swinging. Yeah, that thing is stuck around oh, strong yeah. since it came out. Um, but basically, Dave Chappelle was frustrated, and he went on stage this week. I'm assuming in Texas, um, and basically said that. He was frustrated because he hasn't been getting a cut of Chappelle show money since he literally left the show in, what was it, 2003? Something like that. After the second season. Um, and he doesn't think it's right that his likeness and everything has been used and profited off of on YouTube and otherwise. Uh, he even has a little analogy he made where HBO, he shopped H the Chappelle show around to HBO before he went to Comedy Central and they basically told him like what do we need you for like we're making plenty of money like just go away and he's like well if you didn't need me then you don't need me now so you should just drop it yeah because HBO Max and Netflix both were streaming it at the same time um he went to Netflix and just told him he's like you know I don't like this and they're like okay we'll just pull it because they already have the big deals with him to release all of his uh, new stand-up stuff. Yeah. So I think that relationship really helped him in that regards. But he's basically asking everyone to, in his words, essentially boycott Dave Chappelle and not not try to go after the companies, just basically don't watch the Chappelle show on the streaming services until he gets paid for it. Which... As humans, we don't really need to have loyalty to a comedian, but the idea that someone did work and isn't getting any royalty checks for something that literally, like, 20 years later almost is still just as relevant now as it was then if people still talk about it like it happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, I personally believe he does deserve money, and I can understand why he would be so irritated. Right. Um, it would be like, bad analogy, but like Kevin James not getting uh, rerun tickets for King of Queens. Or just Jerry, or even Seinfeld reruns okay. for Jerry Seinfeld, because that still makes insane amounts of money just on replay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. other than that, there hasn't really been... Uh, a whole lot this week. I know that you were uh, kind of depressed coming over here because of your Raiders. Yeah. I've been depressed the whole uh, football season, so I can't really uh, talk too much about my Broncos. Yeah. Um, is there anything on the horizon coming up 
next year that you're excited for? Because we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of this year. We have four weeks left. Yeah. Um, I was excited for one big thing, but that's not happening anymore. What? You know, we've talked about it many times. Oh, I was like, huh? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it, but there's that. Yeah. Um, Is Suicide Squad still coming next year? I have not heard it move at all. Okay, well then that, I'm looking forward to that then. Um, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Yeah. Um, and I don't know of much else, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was, I was wanting to do, like, a, uh, I think we'll save this for the end of the year episode, but I think we should do, uh, basically, uh, New Year's resolution type thing. Um, because I have nothing else to look forward to next year, it feels like. Yeah. So I need to, like, motivate myself. Yeah. Because, uh, yes, the one thing that we were both looking forward to does not seem to... Well, it, it's definitely not happening next year, so... Because of fuck one fucking movie. I mean, and I was excited for that movie, too, but now I want to burn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking dude. Uh, but, uh... Uh, yes, yeah, Suicide Squad does come out August 6th, nice. 2021. Nice. Hopefully by then, the vaccine will have done something, and yes. we can start going out. I'm sure we'll start to wear masks, masks for a while. Maybe. Um, apparently, it's been really good for just keeping other uh, sicknesses down this year. Yeah, Japan's always done that. Yeah. They've always done that. I could honestly see people still doing it, but you're. it's just... It being America, we've already seen how it's a political statement to wear a mask. It's just going to be that much more of a fucking nail-biting conversation piece. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't mind it anymore. I'm used to it. Yeah. It, it's just... It has its moments where it's annoying. But if you're just wearing it when you're, like, around strangers, then I don't see the big deal. Yeah. Like, I'm having... I just noticed I have it on now. I've been wearing this all day. Like, I forget I have it on sometimes. I forget when other people have it on like that. Because, like, yeah. I used to, like, laugh at you or anybody else. I'm like, you're in the house. Like, fucking take it off. Yeah. Like, but now it's it's gotten to the point where it's just, like, it's a thing that is. Yeah. And it, lived, it took less than a year. Yeah. It took nine months. No. Eight months. Because mm-hmm. everything kind of started in March. Yep. Um... And at first we weren't supposed to wear masks because they said it was uh, a waste and that medical people needed it. And all of a sudden, like a month later, like everyone needs to wear masks. Well, and it was stupid because did you see his uh, Anthony Fauci's like reasoning for why he told everyone they didn't need a mask at first? No. Because there was a shortage and uh, yeah, that... if if everyone decided to wear them, then medical professionals wouldn't have any. So he's like, I, we just said it wasn't necessary. So like... The people who are really radical against masks still go back to that very first thing that he said and ignore everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they try to use anything they can. Yeah. I mean, that is the way America has always been, though. Yeah. It, it's very much... Uh, the world is only seen through, I guess, the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Like, people do not... Uh, really like to see the world through other people's views in this country. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to think. 
Has there been any shows that you've uh, gotten hooked on or anything this year? The Unicorn is a new show I've been watching. It says Walton Goggins in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that show's pretty good. Uh, uh, what's it about, just to give... Uh, so he's like a, uh, a widower. His wife died mm-hmm. like a year before the show takes place. And it's just about his friends and shit trying to get him back into dating and all that shit. It's like a sitcom. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Nice. I have it in my watch list because you told me about it before. Yeah. Um, I definitely need to get on that. But, dude, my watch later list just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and you finally watched Whiplash, speaking of watching yes, shit. I did. Yeah. That was actually fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I said I was going to watch it four months ago, five months ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole mo- I felt stupid because, like, I watch a bunch of list videos on YouTube and shit. And so, like, part of the ending was already spoiled for me. But I thought that that was the whole ending that was spoiled for mm. me. And so I was pissed. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, he's going to get fucked over. He's just going to walk off stage and the movie's pretty much over. Yeah. And then what ends up transpiring, like, it felt fucking raw. Yeah. Like, that was the biggest fuck you I have ever seen. Yeah. And it was, it's literally just music. Yeah. Like, you would think that you would get a bigger fuck you from, like, Django Unchained, but, like, the emotion that was involved. And the way it's edited, too. Oh, yeah. It's, like, fast-paced. Oh, dude. Like, Intense. The blood on the drums throughout the whole movie, just, like... Yeah. He's playing, and it busts his blister and shit. He has to put, like, three band-aids on and shit. Well, and then throughout any part of the movie. Like, um... So when they're do- learning Caravan... Yeah, the three of them keep switching positions. Yeah. And they're, he's, they're, he's like, all right, clean the blood off my fucking drums. <laughs> um, and then in that last scene, the blood just kind of flying everywhere while he's doing it is fucking nuts. Like, I would have never pictured drumming to be that kind of, like, dog-eat-dog. Or j- j- jazz music in general. So yeah. That little, like, like, it's fucking serious. It, it's crazy, because, like... It's something I actually believe, because it's one of those things, like, I watched uh, Lords of Chaos recently, too. Seeing what people do for their passion and for music is fucking bananas. Yeah. Like, slashing your chest. Like, Marilyn Manson has talked about doing it, too. Slashing your chest or wrists while on stage. Mm -hmm. For no fucking reason, really. Yeah. But to them, it's art. Yeah. And what they do for their art is insane. Um... I will say in Whiplash, I did not see the storyline with uh, Melissa Benoist's character going the way it did. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, ooh, happy ending. Yeah. And, like, the fact that they literally just showed that, hey, you fucked up and you lost your chance. Yeah, and it was him. He, it was his fault. He was a douche. Oh, yeah. It was 100%. And he just thought she was going to hold him back and shit, and she had no intentions to. He was a dick yeah. about it, too. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't uh, sugarcoat it. No. Um. But I, I was very surprised. Like, that seemed like kind of a ballsy move to me for a movie to do. Yeah. To, like, make it to where, like, he finally seems like he's starting to get his hope back. And all of a sudden, the one thing that he kind of wanted with it isn't allowed now because he wasted it. Yeah. I like that. Because, I, I don't know, like, movies seem to have these tropes. Well, they do have these tropes. Where... It's, it always has to end as happy as possible. Yeah. The lead character always needs to get what they want. Seems to really have only changed in the last, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, because back in the day, like, I, I think the earliest movie I can remember that really didn't go the viewer's way was uh, maybe 2001 A Space Odyssey. 
Never seen it. No? That won't spoil it, because maybe that's something mean you need to watch. Because I think going back and watching some, like, artsy, like, classics would be kind of dope. And that's Stanley Kubrick. All his movies are fucking artsy. Yeah. I I need to watch Clockwork Orange still. Haven't seen that one either. Maybe we'll do that. We'll we'll just set up a couple podcasts for Kubrick movies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then... I don't know, dude. You can do a huge deep dive on that, but, like, every layer, like, of him, like, literally being nice as fuck to uh, Miles Teller's character, just to learn, like, his backstory so he can keep throwing it in his fucking movie. Talking about that's why your mom fucking left you. Yeah, because he thinks he's using it to, like, make him, like, great. Yeah. He's using his own tactics to try to make him great. Which, in the end, it kind of worked. Oh, it definitely it worked. worked. And that's why the ending is, like, kind of, like... It's a happy ending in a way, but it's also, like, sad. And you also kind of have to wonder with that ending if he's going to end up like the other kid who ended up killing himself. Yeah. Uh, because being tortured that way by anybody, for whatever reason, takes a toll on your mind. Yeah. Um, you don't leave the same as you fucking walked in. Yeah. Because he seemed like a happy, genuinely, like... Kind of shy. Yeah. And then, literally, before he gets into that accident, he's a fucking dick. Yeah, he's an asshole. But that leather drummer, that one, he's, like, backing up, he's a douchebag. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. (laughs) But, I mean, the the redhead dude wasn't uh, nearly as much of a dick. I don't think he was a super compelling character. And he's from Swalla. He was from Swalla. Oh, shit! He was! Yeah. I was I was looking at him in the movie and I was like I can kind of see that dude playing like a Wally West just because of the red hair. Okay. Um, but like he wasn't a super hateable character. He was actually like for the most part pretty nice. He was kind of like a tool, like he like a stereotypical like college like tool. I felt that at certain points, but like he felt like he actually was trying to be his friend. Yeah. Because like at the beginning when that one dude's talking to him, he's being kind of a dick. He's like, ah, don't fucking worry about him. Yeah, like, you're good. And then, like, he never really said anything bad to him. And then he fucking just starts going off on the dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was uncalled At that point, he kind of lost his control. All he wanted to do was just kind of, like, instead of, like, proving to himself that he could drum, he was kind of trying to prove it to J.K. Simmons. Yeah. In the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That, that movie was definitely great. It made me feel a lot more than I thought it would. I was like, it's just going to be one of these artsy fucking flicks. That's, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it'll be good, but it won't be, like, something I can emotionally register with. And, like, as soon as I was done with it, I was like, fuck, I wish I still had your La La Land movie. It made me just want to watch it again. Which, that's the best movie ever made. It is pretty fantastic. I'm not going to say best movie I've ever seen. It is fucking great, though. For me, it is. Yes. Um, I honestly still don't even know what I would rank as my number one. But, I mean, La La Land is... Before La La Land came along, it was Saving Private Ryan for me. Okay. Which I honestly don't know if I've ever actually watched all the way through. It's really good. Um, I might have to watch that again, but... Honestly, dude, I go back to Kevin Smith movies every time I think of, like, my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, Clerks 1, definitely, I have something special with. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, just... Working in retail, growing up, it... You can definitely connect with it. Right. Um, even if you don't work on that small of a scale. <laughs> um, okay, so you said you like the unicorn this year. 
Yeah. Uh, That's is there... really the only show I can think of. Okay. Um, I have oh, not... Oh, Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. Um, so, obviously, people, for the most part, know what that one's about. But you want to give kind of a quick synopsis on that in case anybody's kind of fallen behind? Yeah, it's about, uh... There's a continuation of the Karate Kid movies, but... These guys are, like, old now, and they have kids and shit like that. And... Both of them have kids? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Johnny... The guy Long who was dude. the bad guy in, yeah. the, uh, in the Karate Kid, he has one son, and he kind of has, like, problems with his son. Like, he was never around and shit like that when he was growing up. And uh, Daniel LaRusso has a daughter and a, and a, and a son. And uh, Johnny ends up starting up Cobra Kai again. And that kind of pisses off Danny LaRusso, so he starts up his own fucking thing, and it's just about them going at each other the whole show, basically. Okay. I, I still do want to watch that, because I love those Karate Kid movies when I was yeah. a kid. Um... You know, except for the Jaden Smith remake. Yeah, or even the even the third Karate Kid movie's not good. The one with Hilary Swank after that's not good. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Um, but the only I'm trying to think of a good Hilary Swank movie. The only one I can think of is uh, Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby, Freedom Riders is pretty good. Boys um, Don't Cry is pretty good. Freedom Riders, I think, at least it feels like the first like. Great White Hope movie I can remember, <laughs> where it's like some white lady decides to come into a black neighborhood. Well, there was a movie that was kind of like that, um, with Michelle Pfeiffer back in the nineties. Oh, really? What was it called? I have to look it up. Because after- that's where the Gangster's Paradise song came from. Oh, really? Yeah. Because all I remember is like you had that Freedom Riders, and then all of a sudden you get Blindside and all these other ones. That movie's like, trash. <laughs> it is fucking bad, actually. <laughs> like I know it got a bunch of awards, but it felt so pandery, dude. It was uh, it was Oscar bait. It was Dangerous extreme. Minds, is what that Michelle oh. was called. It's kind of like that. Okay, I, I definitely got tired of that trope because it was like, how many fucking white people can you sit here and kiss their ass because they went into an underprivileged neighborhood and try to save kids? Yet you do nothing with like the opposite. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, like make it, write it. That would feel more pandering to me now. Though. <laughs> yeah, like. Especially coming from a white dude. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't uh, make sense for me to do something like that. But I'd love to see a movie where you get like a Denzel in that situation. You're just trying to help a bunch of white kids? Yeah. And a bunch of middle class and, like, and kids? They don't, they don't even have to be white kids. Like just in general where it's not like A bunch that. of Asian kids? Sure. Hell yeah. Uh, no, like just in general. Like it doesn't seem... I, I don't know. The idea that... It has to be race-driven for him to go into, like, a white neighborhood and teach them, or vice versa. Like, it just... I hate that fucking trope. Right. Because it shows how fucking close-minded our society still is. Which it is. It's so dumb. Like, you can't just have a movie about people being people. It has to be, oh, I'm black, you're white. Like... Yeah. Although I will say I'm glad there's more, like, inclusion, like, as far as actors go. Yeah, no, and I agree. Gives people like me a bigger chance. But I wish that that didn't have to be a talking point. Right, it'd just be, like, a normal thing. Yeah. Like, the the fact that, oh... Like, and this is just an example. Obviously, it doesn't really have anything to do with movies. But, like, oh, we have a first woman uh, vice president. And she's the first African-American female or first Asian or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, like, four different fucking things that they want to, like, push forward. Whereas, like, it seems like you get that a lot with movies, too. It's like, oh, first time, first Asian superhero with uh, Shang-Chi. 
Yeah. Or uh, everyone forgot about Blade for the longest time, and uh, Black Panther was the first major black... Yeah, uh, but Blade lit. wasn't as major as Black Panther, so... It was huge in my house, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, um, I felt like that first one was fucking huge, though. Compared to Black Panther? I don't not think it had compared the same. to Black Panther. Yeah, because Black Panther had, like, a major cultural impact, though. It definitely did. Um, But, like... I don't know, because Steel technically is also a... I mean, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying it's a black-led superhero. Spawn. Okay, that one deserves way more praise than it ever got, yeah. though. I'll never see that movie in my lifetime. Why? Not the way Tonic oh, Farrell's going about it. The new one? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I th- we need less landmark, like, stick our fucking flag in the ground movies, and more just movies for the sake of being movies. Well, there wouldn't have to be any situations like that had they been doing it forever. Yes. And I, I'm just, I'm ready for the day where it's no longer a thing of, oh, it's the first this. Just yeah. give me a good fucking movie and call it a day. Yeah. I'm waiting for the first Mexican superhero movie. That'll be cool. Blue Beetle. An actual superhero movie. Like a cool, like a fucking big deal superhero movie. No, I'm saying they need to make a Blue Beetle movie. Because uh, the third Blue Beetle is Jaime Reyes. Actually, a fairly compelling character. Like, I can't think of any other Hispanic superheroes off the top of my head. Can I you? can't either. You should write one. No, I, I'm not gonna. No one would give me a license to write a fucking superhero <laughs> movie to begin with. Just say you're all your friends are Mexican. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll get the white guy to write it. Oh, all my friends are Mexican. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but still. <laughs> um, Except justice. He's, like, pastel white. He white. He white. (laughs) Um, But, I don't know. Um, So we'll go here then. Any major video games that you've, like, really gotten into this year? Whether they're from this year or in the past. Just because I know you had a binge there for a minute. Oh, uh, yeah, the Arkham games. Was that this year? That was this year, though. That was last year. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. It was the end of last year into this year. That's when I started. Because I remember I, st- I I know exactly when I started because of situations at home mm-hmm. that were going on. It was October of last year of nineteen. Yeah, of nineteen. I don't know, man. I don't think we were talking as much then. We were. Like not like we are now. We weren't texting like every fucking day. <laughs> oh, you're fucking right. It was this year. Wow, this year's been kind of long. It's been extremely fucking long. So yeah, it was this year. <laughs> Yeah, so this year, uh, yeah, those games, and that's pretty much it. I don't do video games like you do. Oh, the, I, and Steven does, I don't do it. <laughs> Madden, I guess, if anything. Okay, so if you had to pick your favorite of the Arkham series, what would it be? Arkham Knight. Okay. You didn't feel like it was too predictable? It was, but it was like, I don't know, it was like the funnest to play. It did have, like, great stories. I know a lot of people were irritated with the overuse of the Batmobile. I was. I thought it was cool at first, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to keep using this fucking thing. Especially when you have to go, like, kill, like, six of those big-ass tanks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was stupid. The Deathstroke mission sucked ass in that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, that was probably my least favorite part of it. Other than that, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. City is second. I like City oh, a lot. 100%. Asylum was fantastic, yeah. but it... You can definitely tell there's been improvements made to the yeah. designs of the game whether that's button mapping or response. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's just overall better. Yeah. I will play Gotham Knights when it comes out. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but you never got a chance to play uh, Arkham Origins yet, huh? No, because can't, you can't buy it on the Xbox store or the PlayStation store anymore. Well, I'm, I'm getting an Xbox Series X on next Friday. Oh, really? I, we already bought it. I'm just waiting for it to Because I know it. they still have those, but uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 5s are completely, like, done for Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get more in, but like this yeah. year is this year is fucking rough. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Xbox is still it. Well, especially because did you hear about the uh, scalpers who literally have more than Walmart ever had on hand? Really? They have thirty five hundred in stock at the moment. The scalpers do, and they're selling PlayStation Five like the regular one with the disc drive and everything. Yeah. Twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> there are some scalpers who are selling for twenty five hundred. People are buying it. Yeah, of course they are. And then you, they're selling the discless ones for nine hundred. Which is like, oh, five hundred dollar markup, something like that. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And I'll just get an Xbox at that point. Well, that's my. So I think with the new Xbox, that may become backwards compatible. I don't know if I'll need to buy the disc, but I'll find it and I'll figure out a way for us to play it. Yeah, because I really want to play it. It is a dope ass. Because I feel incomplete. It it's probably one of my favorites of the series. Like, I'd probably put it over Arkham City. There's some people that are like that, and I watched a lot of videos of people who don't like it at all. I just think it's underrated, because it's... You get to see the development of Bruce Wayne. It's like his year two. But is it... It's not the same Batman from the Arkham games, is it? I th- or is it kind of like a loose... Like a loose... It's very loose like a, to where you could say yes. Yeah. Or you could say no. It's essentially like the meeting of the Joker and Batman. Yeah. And... The way that it's set up, gameplay style, everything else, map and everything, it feels like it connects, but it te- it doesn't have to because it's different voice actors. Yeah. And the designs look different too. Somewhat. It, it's still pretty on brand, but it's not. It's not exact. Mm-hmm. But it's also supposed to be these characters like fifteen to twenty years ago. Right. Um. It if you ever get a chance, it's definitely worth it. Okay. Um. If I ever find a hard copy somewhere, I'll buy it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, if I had to pick a game that really stuck out to me this year, like right now I'm in the middle of Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, and I would love to say it's that one, because I'm having a fucking blast with it. I'm already like 37 hours into it, and like I love the story. But the game that definitely stuck out to me the most this year, just because I'm not done with Valhalla, is The Witcher 3. I literally wasted most of the year in this room playing that game. <laughs> and I'm sure it irritated the fuck out of my wife, but it was the only way I could like stay distracted and not try to go outside constantly. Right. Especially with everything going on. Um it's definitely uh like super compelling story. Um it got me to read or it got me to listen to eight audiobooks fucking insane amount of dedication to something that I have to wait another six years to see on screen. Did the uh, voice actor like change his voice and shit for different parts? In the games? In the, on the audiobook. Uh, yeah. yeah. Every character had their own voice. Because I tried listening to it as an audiobook and oh. that's what he did. He like changed his oh, voice. And shit. He did? Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I gave up on it. <laughs> it's like a 50 hour fucking book. Yeah. I bought it and I haven't started it yet because I'm like, I can't commit to this. Um, 
but yeah, no, like he uses a different voice for every character, like to the point where like I got so used to him that I believed the female characters were almost chicks. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like a chick. Um, but like that uh, that guy, uh, I think it was Peter Kenny, by far so far my favorite uh, narrator for a book, and they use the same narrator for every book, which made me happy. Because wow. I bought the uh, Chronicles of Narnia series. Because I, I loved those books when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, listen to them. Movies weren't that great. No, sadly. They could have been a lot better. Yeah. Because the material's fantastic. Could have been the next Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, they made three of them. I think three, yeah. And then the first, that's a, that's their second time around trying to make those movies. Because yeah. they made them in the 70s, 80s? Yeah, some weird shit. They made like five that. of them. Yeah. They made all the way through to the silver chair. The only two they didn't make were... Um, the Last Battle and uh, The Magician's Nephew. Right. Um, but in in the Chronicles of Narnia series, they're all voice acted by different people and it really bothers me. The Chronic. What? Chronicles of Narnia. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Fucking SNL. Because uh, that's uh, Andy Samberg and... What is his name? Chris Parnell. It was on the uh, their first album, The Lonely Island's first album. Yes. Isn't, uh, what's his name, Fred Armisen on that song, too, at one point? No, I think it's just them, too. Okay. I think. I forgot about that, though. Yeah. Stuff's funny as hell. Um, I all, oh, so TV shows I got hooked on. I forgot to say this. I binged the shit out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, yeah, you talked about that a few times. Um, And I don't know how they made cops look as good as they did in that show during the <laughs> last eight years. Because it hasn't been uh, super peachy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it hasn't been good since before the Rodney King thing, but it just seems to have gotten darker over the last like eight years. Yeah. And they did a very good job at like A, making it funny but be making the characters relatable mm-hmm. and not people that, like, you only saw as cops. Um, where I don't feel like shows like Law & Order do a very good job of, because there's not really, like, a through story. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's just, oh, this crime happened, we gotta solve it. I used to watch Law & Order SVU all the time. Fucking iced tea. That and, uh, do you ever hear the show called New York Undercover? No. It's like, an early 2000s, like cop show like detective show you should look that one up that was pretty good I used to watch that like every morning before school and shit oh hell yeah (laughs) I remember growing up my mom used to watch uh, the first 48 all the time Mm. fucking drove me nuts (laughs) Uh, watching like interrogation tactics is fucking insane though yeah Um, I'd like to do that but I don't know if I want to be a cop in today's climate I would have to say no yeah like I mean it sounds like sometimes I'm like fuck yeah (laughs) A detective would be fun. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But you gotta be a cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and then, uh, just cause, is there anything that came out this year movie-wise that you fell in love with? What came out this year? Invisible Man? That's <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> I gotta look at this release, uh, date list. <laughs> 2020 movie release dates. Bitch. <laughs> so you got 
Obviously, we've already discussed The Invisible Man, The Way Back. Obviously. I, oh, I love The Way Back. That was a good one. I actually haven't watched it. it was that was really a fantastic good. movie. Okay. Um, 1917 was a good one-time watch. I'm thinking of ending things? No, that was fantastic. Okay. Um, let's see. You Saw the Gentleman. Yes, I actually really enjoyed that one. Color Out of Space was pretty alright. I still haven't watched it. It's on Shudder, and I don't know why I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Birds of Prey was good the first time. Uh, it was good the first time. The second watch was kind of hard to yeah. get through. Uh, uh, and you wa- you didn't watch Tenet yet either? No, I don't think I will. Yeah, I kind of have the same feeling. I want to watch it sort of just for... Um, to see Robert Pattinson's performance. Other yeah. than that, I don't have any interest. Yeah. The Invisible Man was really good. Um, the Way Back, we already said. Swallow was good. <laughs> Every time you say it, I just think of everything else you've said about it, and it fucking kills me. <laughs> fucking what have you said about it? Well, Haley Bennett, the girl who swallows. Oh, yeah. Like that that sounds like a movie away. title. The girl <laughs> who swallows. It sounds like the girl with the dragon tattoo, triple X rated. The girl with the dragon <laughs> tattoo who swallows. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I saw. Jesus Christ, I missed a lot of fucking movies. Although a lot of these are fucking, I think, like, it doesn't matter movies. Did you like Doolittle? I didn't, I didn't even bother with <laughs> shit. I heard that was trash. Um, you saw The King of Staten Island, right? Yes. I haven't seen that. That's actually fucking fantastic. Mm. Also a movie that doesn't really end the way I expected. Nice. Um, do you watch Artemis Fowl? I didn't hear anything good about Scoff. that. Scoff. Scoff. <laughs> Scoff. Uh, did you watch Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog? I haven't yet. I want to. It's actually pretty good, too. It was better than I expected. Jim Carrey, obviously, is the best part of it. Right. Um, God damn. Yeah, I'm thinking of anything. I saw that. It was good. The Devil All the Time was good. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. You watched Palm Springs yet? What the fuck is that? I've told you about it like five fucking times. Really? <laughs> it's the Andy Samberg movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. It's, dude, when you get a chance, it's on Hulu. It's fucking great. Nice. Um, sleeper movies-wise, that was probably my favorite one this year. Okay. Like, um, it fucking... I was laughing the whole time. Borat, subsequent movie film. That was good. You know what'll get you to watch it? J.K. Simmons is in it. Nice. I like J.K. Simmons. That's, I figured maybe you'd get a hard on and you'd like both. I don't like him like that, dog. <laughs> I think Don't Andy, do me like that. I think Andy Samberg and him actually fuck in the movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't get to see it, but you get to hear about it. <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't really seen anything else other than that. <laughs> you didn't watch Bloodshot? Fuck no. <laughs> My dad tried to get me to watch that. I'm like, My dad uh, got me to buy it for him. <laughs> He likes that? He likes he, it? He, he he said he liked it. My dad, too. Like, yeah. he likes... My dad, like, is pretty good at picking good movies, but sometimes, like, he likes the weirdest shit. I'm like... I, I love my dad to death. Yeah. And, like, I loved growing up watching movies with him and stuff, but, like, yeah. he's more about watching movies for having fun and not really, like, the content of the movies. He loved the Transformers movies. And stuff, <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, he, he absolutely, like... He could still watch them over and over again. Like, he loved them. Yeah, some people... I mean, like if, it like. makes, if it makes you happy, you know? 
Yeah, I'm, like, but, never one to, like, if someone likes something I don't like, that's cool, but I think, like, knocking someone down for liking something is kind of, like, shitty. Yeah. And then that's my thing. That's when I'm, like... I might throw a joke at them or something, yeah. but, like, I'm not seriously, like... Being malicious is a yeah. different thing. Because um, I always grew up, like, loving certain movies. I go back and I watch them, and I'm like, yeah, it's dog shit now. Like, if you go back and watch the George Clooney Batman movies... Or, uh, I mean, I, I still like the Val Kilmer one. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Yeah. I don't know why I like that one. Yeah, because I know some of the acting is fucking awful. Yeah. Like, Tommy Lee Jones is... Do you like any fucking uh, rom-coms? There's one rom-com I fucking love. I don't so care. Who knows? What, what are we calling a rom-com? Like, where are we like calling Like, stereotypical, rom-com? like, fucking, like, early 2000s cheesy cinematography. Have you ever seen Take Me Home Tonight? Does that count as a rom-com? I don't consider that a rom-com. That's just... That's more of a comedy Okay. Like, like the one I'm talking about that I like is uh, He's Just Not That Into You. I'm trying to remember who's the... Jennifer Aniston's in it. Ben Affleck's in it. Fucking ben Jennifer Affleck's Goodman. in it? Yeah. He's, he's uh, Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in it. Scarlett Johansson's in it. What the fuck? Drew, Drew Barrymore's in it. That is a huge fucking That's cast. a stri- uh, Jennifer Connelly. That, this is a straight rom-com because it's literally about girl trying to get into a relationship with a guy. Justin ten, Long. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's a wrong I, I love that one. Yeah. So, y- your pick is... Uh, He's Just Not That Any. You haven't seen it? You. No. You gotta watch that fucking thing. I'll watch that. Um, I've never watched The Notebook. Me either. I kind of want to, but I haven't. I'm surprised you haven't with your love for Ryan Gosling. That guy's a G, no? <laughs> um, and then, but like, yes. So, Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, what about Ten Things I Love About You? Never heard of it. Nice. I don't know if it's a thing. Is it a thing? No, it's not. I was like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> That's the um, sequel. <laughs> um, there was another one that I... Uh, anything with Rachel McAdams seems like it's a fucking rom-com, except for Mean Girls and Doctor Strange. And uh, Game Night. That's not a that rom-com. That shit That's a fucking movie. great. Like, it was... That was a... That went Unexpected. That went way under the radar. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think if there's any other rom-coms that I actually really dug. Would you consider The Family Stone to be a rom-com? I haven't watched it. Because if so, I love that movie. I think it's more of a Christmas movie, honestly. But okay. That's a good one. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelly Rowland and uh, Freddy. Their, yeah. Their romance, because he loves Dark Dark meat. <laughs> like, oh shit. Oh, that didn't yeah. age well. Let's see. I, I want to see, like, what movies people would consider rom-com. Because then I can maybe give you a better... <laughs> yeah, if I look up a list, I'm be like, fuck, I like almost all these fucking Because, <laughs> like, I think even then, technically, you would consider, like, uh, No Strings Attached and uh, Friends with Benefits technically rom-coms. Those, right? Yeah, those are rom-coms. Crazy Stupid Love is a rom I haven't seen it, but I heard Ooh, it's good. That is a good movie. Trainwreck is a rom-com. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched... Oh, have you watched The Lovebirds? It's a comedy with, uh... Kumail Nanjiani that came out this year? No. Uh, it's technically a rom-com. But, okay. like, they, they witness a murder and they have to, like... There's been a murder. They have to, like, help solve it. That's shit. it. Okay. That's not Anton Yelchin on top, is that? Who's the, who's no, that's the dude from fucking, um... What's that show? It's, like, friends that live in Hollywood and they do stupid shit. What was it called? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No. <laughs> Entourage. He's from Entourage. Oh, okay. Always Be My Maybe is really good. 
Oh, that is a good movie. There, there's a good one with like uh, good Asian like opportunities for actors. Yeah. Um, you watch Jexy? Sounds familiar. It's it's a rom com, but it's also a pretty comedy, pretty big comedy movie. There's one with um, Jason Bateman, Tina Fey. The dude who plays Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man and Adam Driver, their siblings, and their dad dies and they all come home to spend, like, to go to their dad's funeral or whatever, and their mom is Jane Fonda. I forget what the name is called, but that's kind of a rom-com in that a way. sounds actually Because really Jason good. Bateman's trying to get with the chick from Insidious. I forget her name. Formiga. No, not very Formiga, Insidious. Oh, that's The one who's married to Patrick Wilson. The chick from Neighbors. Neighbors, yeah. That's technically a rom-com. That's a good movie. I'll have to check that. Crazy Rich Asians? Never seen it. Really? I know. Surprising. I'm not going to be racist, (laughs) but... uh... I'm not racist, but... (laughs) I still want to watch About Time, I'll be honest. Like... That sounds familiar, too. It's a Rachel McAdams movie. <laughs> you son um, of a bitch. But uh, basically, I think the guy uh, is able to like tra- travel back in time. Okay. And he goes back to the time he met her like a bunch of times. I don't know what reason for, so I, I do want to watch it. Like, as good as it gets, that's a good one. With uh, Jack Nicholson. Okay. That's I don't think one. I've seen that. Have you watched Trainwreck? No, I've never seen it because I don't like Amy Schumer. Honestly, Bill Hader redeems it. Really? Yes. I do like him. He's tight. And John Cena's pretty good in it, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> John Cena? When the, when the dude behind him, he's like, hey, Mark Wahlberg, shut the fuck up. He's like, I look like I ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Knocked Up, I guess, is a rom-com. I still want to watch The Big Sick. Me, too. I, I haven't seen that one. I bought it, and I still haven't fucking watched it. I hate myself. I keep buying these movies and I never Hitch watch them. with Will Ooh, Smith. Here, here's one with your favorite girl of all time, Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies. Let me look that up. Don't, don't, uh, don't tell, don't tell who me it who yet. it is. I, I'm waiting for the fuck you. Who? My favorite girl? Yeah. The main chick? Yeah. Teresa Palmer. Is that Teresa Palmer? She yeah. looks exactly like fucking Amber Heard. Oh, no, you know, that's that's Teresa Palmer. Like, I never said anything bad about <laughs> Teresa Palmer. <laughs> I was like, am I tripping right now, man? Yeah, no, Amber Heard, yeah, that's... Dude, they look so much alike. They that's really fucking do. a trip. Teresa Palmer, she's in Lights Out. That horror oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fucking nuts how much they look alike. Right? Um, one's the good one, and one's the bad one. Uh, the Girl Next Door, that's technically a rom-com. If so, then that's my favorite rom-com of all fucking time. Me too. Time. I love... That movie changed sing, me. I cannot sing that pr- movie's praises enough. I know. When he's fucking uh, streaking down the street, when he has the fucking the tire. tire. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta buy that movie. <laughs> because of that movie, I have, still to this day, like, the biggest crush on Alicia Cuthbert. Like, hey. I did back in the day. I had my hey, mom, man. like, order me some of her movies and shit from Best Buy and shit. <laughs> I, I love Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah. And it all started with that one. Yeah. Um, I might watch that tonight. Shit. Honestly, that's 90% of the reason I ever watched The Ranch. Yeah, she's in I gotta watch that. And you know what? The Girl Next Door is one of the reasons why, in freshman year of high school, I wanted to go to Georgetown University. I but I gave that up right after. But that's because of that movie. Yeah. I wanted to do that. Makes sense. Yeah. The Proposal is uh, fairly decent. It's not the it. best movie in the world. But um, it's Ryan Reynolds and... <sighs> Isn't it Jennifer Aniston? No, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Um. The Dark Knight Rises. I mean, what? The Dark Knight is a wrong call. 
Because he he's rising? No, because Joker is like, well, because Batman wants to bang the Dark Knight. Rachel, yeah, and then Joker thinks it's funny that he killed her. So it was like <laughs> comedy in there. <laughs> oh, fuck, I was going to say a different movie, and then you just fucking completely <laughs> destroyed my world with that. Um, mm. There's a movie that Ryan Reynolds was in in early 2000s. Oh, her. That's a good one. <laughs> her is a good one. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Um, Waiting? No. That is a fucking great movie. Never I'm seen it. I'm not going to lie. I loved Waiting. No, um, he's in this movie, early 2000s, where he's basically telling his daughter the story of how he met her, his, her mother. It's the original How I Met Your Mother. Ryan Reynolds did it? Yeah. Like, uh, let me see. Just Friends? No. Um, definitely maybe? Is it maybe Just Friends? May- it no, might be definitely, definitely maybe. It might be definitely maybe. That's it's one? definitely maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a heartfelt romantic comedy. Yes. He's it, not raunchy in it. Mm, there might be a little bit, but not like... Uh, what he usually does. Yeah, no. Especially because he's telling his da- daughter the story of how he like fucked all these women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> it's not overtly like... Sexual? Yeah. He's literally working for, like, the Clinton, or is it the Clinton administration? And doing, like, calls to try to help get him elected or some shit? Okay. Um, but yeah, so, that's a pretty good one. Um, I can't think of any, too many rom-com movies, because I I never paid attention to the fact that they were rom-com movies. Yeah, me either. Because, like, I didn't really realize Girl Next Door was a rom-com until now. Yeah. Because I always thought it was just comedy, but... There's romance in it, for sure. Still, by far, hands down, my favorite rom-com of all time. Yeah, I guess that would that would be that, and then it would be He's Just Not That In You. It would okay. be second. Makes sense. Okay, so now I feel better, because now I realize, because then I had myself doubting myself, because I said Warm Bodies. It's the same chick in uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Yeah, she's in that, yeah. yeah. So now I feel better about Take Me Home Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um... Maybe we can just dog on Amber Heard the rest of the fucking time. I mean, I'm down. Um, oh, did you see Dior is still backing Johnny Depp? Yes, that That's, made me happy. Yeah, at least someone has balls. Like, yeah, fucking. unlike Warner Brothers, who already cast Matt, Matt, officially cast Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, they're like uh, somebody in a relationship who breaks up with someone and like are dating somebody else like a day later. <laughs> um, yeah, that sh- that shit really irritated me because yeah. like you have the whole like I can't believe people aren't trying to fucking boycott Warner Brothers at this point because they still are employing Amber Heard with this Justice League shit yeah. which almost I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it but it makes it less intriguing yeah and I don't even think that's Zack Snyder's fault it's just probably just contra- contractually yeah. a thing most likely honestly I wish they could go back and just fucking get rid of her all the way through should have been Amelia Clark I would have been happy yeah. I'd have been a lot happier um e- should have been many- Oprah <laughs> How many Amber Heard movies have you seen? Uh, Pineapple Express. Fuck, um, she's in that. I yeah, that was the first one I ever saw her in. Uh, Aquaman. She's in Machete Kills? I guess so. I think that's it. She's in quite a bit, surprisingly. Yeah, but the ones I've seen for sure. She's in Friday Night Lights? Never seen it. In 2004, the original. With Billy Bob Thornton. Damn, she had to have been like 18 or some shit. How old is she now? I'm sure she's like mid thirties. Nineteen eighty six. She's so thirty four. Holy fuck! Yeah, so she was like, "Oh, drive angry." 
with oh. Nicolas Cage. Oh, fuck. I've seen that one. Yeah, so Aquaman, Justice League, Pineapple Express, Zombieland. She was in the beginning. Yes, I was happy she died. Um, uh, the Stepfather. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, Never Back Down I've seen. I've seen that too. Never seen Alpha Dog. Oh, you haven't? No. Dude, fucking watch that shit. If you like Emil Hirsch. Yeah, I do. Fucking fantastic. Is it like a, is it pretty um, downer? Is it a downer? It's a downer, but it's a true story. Oh, is it really? Yes. It is fucking phenomenal. Is JT good in it? Justin Timberlake is great in it as well. Oh, okay, cool. I actually really like him as an actor. Nice. Except for... Taker? Uh, I don't think I ever watched Taker's. I haven't either. I have it. I've never seen it. I'm trying to think. There was a movie with him that I was kind of... Is it on. that one where there's like some sort of countdown? I like that one. In Time or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I actually it. liked that one. It had a decent premise. Yeah. And him and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, I can see her face. Amanda Seyfried are really good in that. She's also in uh, Alpha Dog. Yes. Yeah, no. oh. Justin Timberlake. Let's see. Speaking of Amanda, Amanda Seyfried, um, I was watching Chris Duckman's review of Jennifer's Body, and he was saying how it was kind of like misunderstood, and it's actually like a really good movie, and it was marketed wrong. I actually, I love that movie. Yeah, because they said they marketed it. Market. Market they it. sold it as a movie for like teenage boys to go and watch because they were trying to sell it mainly because of Megan Fox. But he said the movie's complete. It's not really about that. In my opinion, that's the best Megan Fox movie. Yeah, because he said it's actually deeper than that. It's much deeper. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very good movie. Yeah. It was mismarketed for sure on purpose. Yeah, because they thought that sex sells and yeah. it would make them more money. Whereas if they would have sold it straight, might have been able to get something out of it. Yeah, I might have to watch that one. Um, he's been in quite a bit of movies. Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? I didn't think he had... Well, I know he's been in the Trolls movies, obviously, recently. Let me go back to this. Because I'm trying to figure out what movie you're talking about. The ones I don't like? Yeah, the one you don't like. Oh, he was good in The Social Network. I still haven't watched that. That's a good movie. Trent oh. Reznor did the soundtrack for that one. Oh, he, he did? He won an Oscar for that soundtrack. Holy shit. For that score. Know that. What was the first movie he was ever in? Who? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Got Long Shot. All, gotta skip all the in sync music videos yeah. on here. Long Shot was the first movie he was in. He was in Disney in 2000? His first major role was Alpha Dog. Um, he was in an episode of The Simpsons before he became an actor. Nice. Friends with Benefits. Yeah. Um. Inside Lewin Davis, still haven't seen that. I want to. I remember when I fell in love with Scarlett Johansson, it was because of him. From that music video? Yes, uh, What Goes Around Comes Around? Yeah. Fucking loved her in that. But, like, honestly, hands down, Alpha Dog is probably one of his best movies. Oh, Southland Tales. You don't like that one? He was the best part of a bad movie. Oh, okay. Uh, he does this thing that, honestly, like, a lot of people have complained about that his scene should have been the whole movie. Because he sings, uh, you like the killers? Yeah. He sings uh, all these things that I've done from the point where I've got soul but I'm not a soldier, like through to the end. And the way they do it, it's like a fever dream fucking music video. It's weird, dude. It's badass, though. Because that was one of The Rock's first movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean William Scott was in it. 
fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer was in it too. Sarah Michelle yeah. Geller. And so was Kevin fucking Smith. What the fuck? I had no idea until I listened to a recent podcast. He's just in like a bunch of shit you never knew. I have to go back and watch it now because I don't remember him being in there. And it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Um, but yeah, for the most part, I would say that was probably my least favorite movie he was in. Okay. Um, I am also curious because Nate messaged us about this uh, Shrek thing he has in his head. Um, how did Shrek become so culturally like relevant again? From the memes that started, what, like, a couple years ago? Five years ago? Yeah, but it, like, fucking feels like all I see on iFund anymore. It's, like, Shrek shit. Like, it's been, like, popular because of the memes, but the memes die down, and then they come back up for some reason, and they die down again. So we're, like, in a high right now. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know why, but... It doesn't. Like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Cause yeah. It's, it, it's overboard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you can think of for this episode, sir? No. It's been uh, extremely uneventful. We kind of had to fill this one with our opinions of movies. We did a big section on uh, rom-coms. And then uh, dogged on a little bit of Amber Heard for a moment. Yeah. And uh, we went into like three tangents just off of that. Yeah. So uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, just uh, keep posted. Uh, stay with us. We appreciate all those of you who have been watching and... We're aiming for some more viewers down the line, and we've got a couple things on the pipeline next year. These uh, podcasts might be a little bit more uh, formulaic and have a bit more of a direction starting next year. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, kind of give an announcement on that yeah. on uh, the first podcast of the new year. Yeah, and there's some more exciting stuff being worked on, too, yes. that we'll announce probably within the next month. Yes, and we also have another thing that I should be announcing this week that I'm yeah. going to be putting something out. Uh, be filming it tomorrow and hopefully uploading on Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, just stay tuned and give this a like and subscribe. Go to uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify and leave us a uh, like and rate. It definitely helps us get out to other viewers. And then, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for episode 32 of the Super Thwack Podcast and uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And see you guys next time. Name's Anthony Stevens. Damian Leva. Peace. Peace. Peace.